Recording. I am too loud. How are you? Are you? I don't know if I'm too loud. Am I too loud? You don't seem to be too loud, but no, you seem all right. Oh, well, thank you. I tried my best to be all right. Okay. Right. Silence. All right. All right. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 256 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host, Daryl, and I'm here with Lauren. Hi everyone. How are we today, Lauren? I think we're okay. Just, you know, we're a week late. Along. We yeah, are a week we late. Are. But that's okay. We've been quite bogged down with things. Um, I've had quite a busy time. Um, I had to do the Women in Games Awards which was quite Lauren was mad. on TV. I was on TV, yes. I got to go on Jinx TV here in the UK. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I was really nervous the whole time. But it's just a lot of travel. I mean, it was it was a shaky start. Daryl had to come rescue me from the train station because all the trains were cancelled. And I was just like, how on earth am I going to get to London for this event? Don't know. Um, but we made it there in any case. And it was good. And then um, I also had IRL, which was a games uh, industry, like, big party event thing where I got to meet up with a load of people um, from Daryl and I's, like, old days working with GamingUnion.net, which was really nice. But it would have been better had I been there with Daryl I was well. not there. No, Daryl was not there, which makes me sad. I but... was at home slaving away. Working on various projects, mm-hmm. of which there are many these days. Many, many projects. And, of course, taking care of our children as well. Which we do share, Lauren. Yes, Come on, we do give yourself share. some credit here. I know. But no, that that's partly the reason why the, the, the last podcast episode did not come out. And, like, we've been so just all over the place, actually. And mm. it actually, it got to Tuesday evening, and I just looked at Lauren and just thought, we were supposed to publish a podcast episode today, weren't we? And uh, yeah, so then we were trying to figure out when we could actually record it. And it's even, it's been so hard to try and find the time to actually get this recorded. Normally we try and record on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday morning so that we're a bit more lively. Today yeah. we're recording on a Monday evening and our energy is at less than optimal levels, I will say. <laughs> But we are going to try and persevere. Hmm. I also feel as though the girls have played around with my my microphone setup. So we probably sound a bit different today. I can see that I am peeking in the file, <laughs> which is interesting. I'm usually the quiet one. Hmm. Or am I? And yet. And yet, yet today. I, I am the normal sounding I'm one. I'm sure it will turn out okay in the end. It could do. And I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) So yeah, today we are going to be talking about the Final Fantasy IX remake. And we're also going to be doing a a slight preview of the Tokyo Game Show because we're on the eve of the show. And there's actually a lot of Final Fantasy things happening, which I feel I'm going to I was going to say it feels like it hasn't happened for a while, but I think that's also incorrect. Mm. I I feel as though it's just more happening now. Mm hmm. I don't know. I was I was actually looking because I've got this massive spreadsheet that I've got for the book to looking at the releases of yeah. games. 
And up until this year, which has been absolutely crazy because of all the Pixel remasters and uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake and loads of other stuff that I'm blanking on right now, uh, Endwalker's coming out. Uh, the couple of years before this has actually been quite slow mm. in in the grand scheme of Final Fantasy. There well, were, there was that point where we actually were just like, there's actually nothing on the horizon. It was just the 7 Remake. That was yeah. that was pretty much it. The 7 Remake, um, whatever 14 expansion was coming out next. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't really anything else because they just had all their mobile games that would just, just keep on ticking over, keep on ticking over. War of the Visions was like the big game. But other than that, yeah, there hadn't really been too many uh, games coming out. Uh, no. I think like 2008, 2000, sorry, 2018, 2019, 2020 were in the, compared to like the previous decade where there were like 10 to 15 Final Fantasy properties coming out every year. And and with those, I'm, I'm talking about either like original games, spinoffs, um, enhanced ports, international versions, expansions dlc um there was just so much going on mainly because of final fantasy 15 had about 50 different games and properties related to it mm. which still like trying to get your head around the final fantasy 15 universe it was like a complete scattergun approach they didn't know what was going to work some things did some things didn't they got some things wrong they got some things right mm. but they ultimately made a crap ton of money <laughs> for square because for every failure like for every justice monsters 5 and king's knight there was a new empire yeah and like the the dlc i'm pretty sure did all right for them and uh from what i understand like pocket edition did did really well for mm. them it had like three million down three million downloads in the, like the first month and then they obviously like ported that to to make pocket edition hd <laughs> which was on the switch and the playstation 4 and everything so yeah like it was just crazy because they just did so much stuff Mm -hmm. um but that doesn't really relate to anything we're talking about today <laughs> other than the fact that yeah the tokyo game show it's like there's a lot more stuff happening with the franchise now and it's not 15 related mm. it's it's a lot broader there's a lot of things to talk about but we're gonna kick things off uh with our patreon supporters and then we're gonna go into a very interesting uh occurrence that happened that has somehow led to the final fantasy 9 remake being mentioned <laughs> but first lauren we're going to kick things off with lewis james at lj composer zach duranto rachel casterton at drunken viera barry norton at nortron zero zelda clone at apes type novels darren matthews at doomster 73 miles ribbons alex and rachel troutman at akira name Jin. billy jackson at underscore billy jackson ryzen thorin bullen at massacre 23 sam ennis chris willis Fayez Bilal, Chris Pope, Freya Stella, Jared Brayland, Marco Lilu, and Gregory. <laughs> Thank you all. Thanks, everyone. So, Final Fantasy IX Remake, how is that even part of the conversation? Well, we just had probably one of the biggest video game leaks in history. Mm. Apparently, the story goes that uh, there were, I think it's the person who runs SteamDB, mm. which is a, a website that kind of mines Steam for loads of different data. And they've like pulled out tons of stuff over the years about like upcoming games and stuff. They were doing something similar with GeForce Now, which I believe is like their cloud gaming platform. Mm -hmm. um, they had informed GeForce that their um, API had a vulnerability. And that they had gained access to a, a list of 
quite considerable magnitude uh, because it contained a, a huge volume. I think there's like thousands of games on this list. And GeForce ignored them. Mm-hmm. I think he uh, kind of tried again over a period of months to like make them aware that he had found this uh, kind of backdoor into mm-hmm. their system. Like, he wasn't doing anything illegal. It was an API publicly available. Um, but he just wanted to make them aware because there were some potentially inflammatory things found <laughs> on this list. And uh, since he didn't hear anything back, he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to publish it. Boom. There we go. Um, so yeah, this list went live. It contained so many games from uh, the past, present, but also the potential future. And it led to everyone going absolutely crazy because every, pretty much every single major publisher around the world had a decent chunk of games featured on this list. And like in the case of Sony, we know that they've been looking to produce PC games and it had a lot of games on there that were supposedly coming to the PC. What then made the plot thicken considerably and actually added a lot of validity to this list was that NVIDIA basically said that the list was real and that it was primarily used for training purposes Mm. and that a lot of the games featured on there were speculative. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, what they weren't, they didn't know if they existed or not, but they were anticipating or something ridiculous, something like that. But they said the list was real, and and the thing was that after the list was published, four games have already been now announced that were on that list uh, in the speculative section. One of them is from Square Enix, uh, which was the Act Riser Remaster, which was just announced, I think, during the Nintendo Direct. Mm-hmm. There was also Outcast 2, Destroy All Humans 2 Remake, and Brothers in Arms. All of those games have now been announced by their publishers after the list was published, which obviously gives it, again, some more validity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like if, if you're looking at the, the list as a whole, there were yeah, so, so many games featured. But from a Final Fantasy perspective, the big ones were that the... Final Fantasy VII Remake PC version was on the list. And I mean, that has been rumored for such a long period of time at this point. Mm-hmm. They've shown off trailers using the PC as uh, their base footage. They, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's so many leaks and rumors about the PC version of Seven Remake. They listed the Pixel Remasters as Dot Remasters, which I think was their code name at some point. Mm-hmm. The other two big ones, though, were the announced, well, the, the not the announcement, the the featuring of a Final Fantasy Tactics remaster, which is very interesting. Uh, we were actually talking on the Discord server about this, and I'm, I don't know if you would feel intrigued by it at all, Lauren, uh, about them bringing War of the Lions to like the Switch. Yeah. That seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, that sounds completely fine. I mean, tactical RPGs are kind of like, they're just they'd work really well with handhelds um we sort of were enjoying playing it on the vita the only issue was the fact that we had to keep charging up the vita which was difficult um all the time um like having it on the switch the switch is right there like you can just easily pick it up whenever and um and go in i guess the only issue for us which is not really like an issue but just Ali randomly picking up one day and then witnessing a pixelated person get stabbed 
Um, that might not be cool. Tactics have <laughs> no violence. None they at just all. kind of like get whacked and then keel over and I just fade love away. The, I just love the. Uh, but i think it would be amazing if they did do that i'm i'm curious actually as well because obviously project triangle strategy which is still a code name apparently it'll probably just be called triangle strategy um because i think project octopath ended up being octopath traveler yeah it could be a great thing to release release alongside that because triangle strategy is also a tactical rpg that does from everything that we've seen look like it belongs in the tactics universe mm. and fra- like it's so similar to everything in terms of like the themes the gameplay so they could release it alongside that like it'd be perfect like are oh, you you're yeah. playing this new game why not go and enjoy the game that kind of started this all from a final fantasy perspective at least yeah but are square enix going to utilize this amazing marketing opportunity probably not probably not (laughs) but it is true though like i mean if there's any other remaster like you know obviously there's like the other really big ones like final fantasy 6 but like people have been hankering for some tactics it's been like on so many top lists for like final fantasy games when they include games from the wider franchise as one of the best final fantasy stories ever yeah it's just got this massive cult following like you know for those people especially it would be fantastic i am kind of worried about the perception of it just kind of kind of happening happening like near where it just kind of like it comes out it's great and then it's just kind of left which i think is kind of the issue with remakes in general at the moment is that it's just kind of like we have that fleeting moment of like happiness that we've got it and stuff. And then it's just kind of like, all right, we're done now to the next thing type of thing. You know? Yeah. Well, I guess that's how games used to be, right? You, yeah. The, the game came out, you finished it and then that was it. Like, yeah. And then they started doing, uh, I mean, like Assassin's Creed was the big one for me where mm. there was like a, a thing at the end where you were like, oh, I need to know what happens next. Yeah. I desperately need to know. I guess it's that there's nothing on from it. Like there's no, <laughs> there's no hope. <laughs> there's yeah, because remaster it's like you already know what happens next. Yeah, nothing. yeah, and it it's hard. It's really hard. It was really hard for me to play through to near remaster. Um, still haven't completely finished it yet, but it was just um, it was just a different emotion for me. I mean, granted, for Final Fantasy X, like, I will play Final Fantasy X till the cows go home, because I just, it's a fun play. It's really, really fun for me. Um, But a lot of the other games, I just haven't, it, it's just been, like, a sort of nice thing to have, but then once I have it, I'm just kind of like, okay, what else? You know? Yeah. I don't know. But I am, I, I do, I do think that tactics does deserve does deserve some yeah it's just a really remaster. odd one for me uh that the tactics franchise has never really gone anywhere like mm. i know that the original game only sold a couple of million which in the grand scheme of the franchise isn't that many and like tactics advance and a2 were were pretty well received mm-hmm. but I, it's always kind of confused me that square enix never felt that they could do anything more with the franchise maybe because yeah. matsuno has i don't know like if there's something with him around mm-hmm. it, that that means that they they don't want to or they can't. 
But I mean, it might be something around around the tactical RPG genre, just like how how it works. I don't know how complicated or complex it is in order well, I mean, to make a tactical RPG. Well, I mean, they're making triangle strategy, right? Yeah. But we don't. We obviously don't know. I mean, it's been a while since they have actually done a tactical RPG from uh, before that one, wasn't it? Or I, I'm trying to rack my brain. It's weird because there is there does seem to be a bit of a resurgence of the tactical RPGs. Yeah, stuff and like now obviously, well. War of the Visions is um, is very like tactics inspired. A lot of the gameplay yeah. is very focused around that, and that's yeah. done incredibly well. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely an appetite for that style of game to exist, mm. and you know maybe square enix don't believe that it's a big budget home console worthy yeah but, but I, think, I do think it's i do think it's switch worthy yeah i mean i if they released like war of the lions or a, like maybe a, a, an updated version of war of the lions on the switch or on pc as well it would yeah. it would sell like it would sell at least 50 to 100,000 copies i mm. have to believe that yeah because it, the last version came out like 10 years ago it's true yeah, but yeah, but like, just don't, don't, don't fix it, essentially, is what I feel like. Like, don't, just make it look a little bit prettier than it did, a little bit sparklier and maybe like a crisper. Don't, like, don't, don't edit the, the animation. Don't, yeah, don't fix the soundtrack. It's fine. It's it just needs a little freshen up. It just needs a little trip to the bathroom to powder its nose, and then re-release. That's all it needs. Um, but yeah, no. So so that excites me. Um, they also had uh, like Chrono Cross remaster on there mm-hmm. as well, which would be really appealing for me because Chrono Cross didn't ever come out in Europe. Mm. And I'd always heard good things about it. And I'm actually playing through Chrono Trigger at the moment <laughs> with Ali. She's just got so into it. She's desperate to learn more about the story. Her favorite characters so far are Frog and Robo. Yeah. And um, I always have lots of fun with her because um, from a narrative perspective, you're only allowed to have a party of three because if you have more than three characters, it would break the time-space <laughs> continuum or whatever. Um, so whenever we're deciding what to do, I have to get her to pick the party we're going to have. At the moment, she seems to have a strong preference for including, um, Marl over Luca. Mm. But there was a, an enemy we faced where, um, they, Marl wasn't very useful. So she was okay with swapping Luca out for that particular fight, but then had to get her back in. Oh yes, of course. I don't know why, I don't know why she doesn't like Luca that much at the moment. Hopefully she'll come around to her. <laughs> but um, yeah, Robo and Frog are definitely her favorites. But at the moment, we don't have Frog as a party member. Mm. We've se- we've just seen him again in the story and um, we had to leave him. And she's she's desperate for me to go back and see if he's okay. Oh, Because he was just in a little house. <laughs> um, and she loves listening to his theme. So yeah, like... I know Chrono Cross is uh, I don't it's not as well regarded as Chrono Trigger, but I have heard really good things about it as well. So like a remaster of that that they released around the world would be quite appealing to me. Mm. But the big ticket item that we mentioned at the start of the show, and it's probably the name of the podcast as well, is that this GeForce Now list contained the Final Fantasy IX remake, mm-hmm. which seems an interesting one to me because. Final Fantasy IX is 
is like the least popular one pre-12 in terms of like, well, if we're looking at the golden era of six through to 10, it's the least popular in that collection. Yeah. um, I'd I'd probably say. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to me that Final Fantasy IX remake, because it's a very specific thing to have on that list. There's not a Final Fantasy VI remake (laughs) or an eight remake or a 10 remake. It's just... It's just nine. Mm Mm-hmm. Why would they speculatively have a title or that just that one on their list? Yeah. But I guess the the um the uh what am I trying to say? The um <laughs> words are gone. My words are not here anymore. The whole thing is that this could be a game that did exist at some point but is no longer in the pipeline. Yeah. That's what I'm guessing because like they've already done the remaster. I don't see how how they want to do anything else with, with it. Final Fantasy Nine. Yeah. Well, I think in like, I mean, there's the Memorial Project, right? That mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy Nine has this weird kind of um, because of the style that it was in. It was like an animated style, and I think there's a lot of people who really would want to see what that looks like in a modern day uh, game engine. Mm. Like eight and oh, eight, yeah. eight and ten would be similar to how seven looks. Mm. but nine would look completely different like the aesthetic the visual style Mm. the characters the world it has such a different feel because it was made by such a different team yeah and i think there is definitely that whole um i guess the 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 vision the or the pipe dream is that it looks like a pixar game yeah yeah no like the the stuff that fans have done especially has just been incredible um i just don't foresee i hate to be like the the big bad no-no but you like love it, Lauren. i i just don't i just don't foresee i don't foresee square enix like choosing to do it like i don't foresee them putting putting the effort into doing it like I mean, type of thing the only thing that would make that, that would give me the confidence that they could actually deliver something of of, of note is how kingdom hearts 3 turned out mm because that has that kind of visual style to it where it's it's very fantastical and everything. Yeah. And but but then Nomura wasn't involved with Nine, so he wouldn't have any interest in working on the game whatsoever. Yeah. And also, I mean, like Disney's not down their backs to be like, you have to release this game now. And it has to look this way. Yeah. Like, you know, the fact that Disney was on Kingdom Hearts three made a difference as to as to yeah it but like yeah like would i would i like a final fantasy 9 remake i don't really think it needs it but like yeah i don't know maybe maybe 10 years <laughs> 10 years in the future we'll we'll have something about it but it is weird like yeah, i don't know why they put it on the list my my gut feeling is that Square Enix were investigating the creation of a Final Fantasy IX remake because of those reasons that mm. it's a different kind of style, a different aesthetic. Maybe someone internally had like a really bright spot because it's not a Kataza game either, right? Yeah. So maybe someone internally pitched the idea of doing a nine remake and the whole bottleneck they always talk about of like, oh, we have to have Najima, we have to have Katazi, we have to have Nomura involved. If we don't have those that dream team, we can't do it. Mm-hmm. None of those are involved with Final Fantasy IX, yeah. which makes it an appealing project for someone who was involved to do it mm-hmm. because they're probably not involved in anything. I don't know, like what the big guys working on 
right now that we're working on back then. Yeah, because like Ito, who knows what he's working on? (laughs) No one knows. Like Aoki, I I don't know what he's doing at the moment. Mm. Like a lot of the big um, the big players who were involved with Nine are not really that active. I think Shibuya was also quite heavily involved with Nine, and obviously she's doing like the Pixel Remaster stuff. But I can't imagine that's you know like. In terms of priorities, yeah, but I, yeah, my my gut feeling is that they probably they may still be working, and I don't know. But my gut feeling is that they they were working on it at some point, mm-hmm. but it has now been moved over to the anime mm. that they're producing. Yeah, yeah, no, I think that that's probably true too. Yeah, I think that yeah, anime is more so what it what we're going to be. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely fine. And I'm happy with that. I'm glad that you think that's fine, yeah. Lauren. Yeah, I think that I, I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm happy with that situation. But like, um, but yeah. So it's it's expected. It's unexpected, but expected. I guess. Like, it's nothing. It's nothing too crazy. It's not like there's going to be a Turks related final fantasy 7 game no i mean there was one thing on that list that was and this is again where it's like speculative titles guys they had a title on there that was called unannounced square enix game Mm. (laughs) what a speculative title that is (laughs) oh god love it um (laughs) so um and a lot of the microsoft games had their code names as well which Mm. are not like publicly known but some people who are in the know about microsoft have and have revealed the net like the the the, these games have these code names as well so there's a lot of things that that add uh credence to this list but it is hard yeah it is hard with these kind of things these kind of data dumps just the fact that like you know um, obviously people weren't intending for this information to sort of come out. No. And like Ubisoft have actually, uh, from what I saw, sent a cease and desist or a D- DMCA takedown mm. to the guy who published the list. Because mm. obviously there was some stuff on there that they did not want people knowing about. Yeah. I mean, it is a thing. Like it is, it is kind of th- like, why do we need to know this? Like why, why, why I- do it's it, like I don't it's, think it was that problem so much. It was that it was publicly available. Yeah. So he tried to make them aware that it was publicly available. Anyone could have found yeah. this list, right? Yeah. So it was like they just posted on a web. It wasn't obviously that simple to yeah. get. But like that's what I think he just got frustrated because they weren't taking it seriously, mm. and so this was all he could do to get their attention to say you need to fix this. Mm. Yeah, it's true. Like it wasn't a malicious act or anything. I don't. I, Obviously, you can portray it however you want, but I didn't yeah. think it was meant to be. It's not like they ha- like the Capcom hack, for example, where they or the CD Projekt Red hack. Like he didn't hack anyone. Yeah, he just accessed data that was publicly available. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um. Anyway, so the next item is the Tokyo Game Show 2021, which is happening potentially when this episode airs <laughs> it's right at the end of september which is really late for the tokyo game show yeah it's really um, weird but anyway so in the announcement well, in, the, in the build up to it uh we've had chocobo gp revealed during the nintendo direct which i think looks really adorable and i i have to hope that square enix can do a good job and and make something that is similar to sonic and sega all-stars racing because mm-hmm. sonic and sega all-stars racing and and the 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 titles that kind of came after that were tons of fun 
and like they managed to kind of shake things up a little bit. I I have seen it, it actually like antagonized me probably more than it should have done. <laughs> I when I um I wasn't able to watch the Nintendo Direct live, but I checked out um the next morning and um I was looking at Chocobo GP and kind of see what the coverage was all like, and I saw publications saying like it's a Mario Kart ripoff, like it's desperately trying to be Mario Kart, and it's like why does that even have to be a thing? Like yeah. Like it's there's Choc- no there's yeah. been no racing games other than Mario Kart. Like there was a previous Chocobo racing game. Yeah. Like they're acting as if this thing has never happened before. Square Enix have never tried to make a kart racing game before, and like no one else might. Like so many, there's so many other kart racing games that exist. Mario Kart Short is like the big, big, big one. Like it's it's mm-hmm. the big dog. But it's just but like, like saying that Crash Team Racing is yeah. is so much fun. And Diddy Kong was really good as well. But it's like. But, then saying like if, it, if there's a new first person shooter announced oh it's just a, a call, of call of duty clone yeah. everything's call of duty it's yeah. like you know it, it's so rude <laughs> it, it, i can't yeah. think of anything else to say it's, it's so rude, rude. like well, there was literally publications putting in their title chocobo race chocobo gp announced it's not as good as it doesn't look as good as Maricot. like why yeah what? yeah it's just because it's it's baby trying to, get to be cl- trying to get those clicks in yeah. there oh, we've mentioned maricot yeah and it is it is that thing like you know things can always be made better and it's like yeah as a journalist like who are you to sort of criticize somebody for trying to do something that is like what fans want like i don't there's never going to be a final fantasy themed mario kart that just will never exist i mean it may do well now it won't because check about gp (laughs) but like you know what i mean like it does like this is not going to exist with this like you know warriors games like for frick's sake you know you have like hyrule warriors there's been like so many different sort of skins and rehashes of warriors titles like why can they exist and not just be like oh hyrule warriors it looks just like dynasty warriors but like chocobo gp can't exist no it's just so weird because it's not like they were they they were disparaging of the game itself. It no. was just like in comparison to this game, it doesn't. Why like, why play Hyrule Warriors when I can play Din- when you can play Dynasty Warriors? Yeah, it's just weird. But what they showed off was um, was cute. Like there's lots of different characters. It looks adorable. Vivi, Steiner, Gilgamesh as well, and like the fact that Vivi and Steiner are in the game makes me really curious about the rest of the cast because mm. again, Final Fantasy IX focused here conspiracy theories <laughs> why like normally zidane is the featured character when when nine is in there and in the previous chocobo racing it was like cloud and, and squall i think were the only named characters from mm. the franchise that were featured everything else was like bombs moogles chocobos behemoths whatever mm. this one they specifically shown off like steiner is an odd character Mm-hmm. like to put in there yeah and, and vivi like he's kind of like a um a little classic character that people like mm-hmm. but yeah stein is odd and like you know are they gonna have two characters per franchise per game maybe yeah but like i would have like normally they would go with zidane and kuja yeah 
So the fact that it's Vivi and Steiner makes you very curious about what they're going to pick from the other games. Like, is yeah. it going to be like Oren and Waka, for example? Mm. Or or is it going to be, I don't know, like... I think it would be really cool if it was, um, if it was like, uh, Riku, though. Because can you imagine her, like, driving a mech? Like, well, that would be do, so like, cool. The, the mixing as well. Like, yeah. that would really work with her abilities. Yeah, like, that would be awesome. Um, and, like, from Far Fantasy... Oh, from Far Fantasy... Eight. I mean, well, Squall on his on his little in his little car is amazing. <laughs> that was what they had in the first game. I know that would have been that would still that would still make me very happy to see. Um, uh, what else? Like Final Fantasy Six. It'd be great for it to be like Terra on on a uh, Magitech in the Magitech armor. Like I just there's so many great ones that could be that could exist. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. But that's the thing. Like, we're not, like, you don't, you're not going to get that from a Mario Kart. So, why can't this exist for us people who would like to very much race as a Final yeah, Fantasy like, character? As long as the game is good, I don't really care. Yeah. And, like, it, and that's what I loved about Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing was that it brought in all of these random characters like you had ryu from uh shemu driving his fort lift car like mm. fort lift truck and like it, it was just it was just fun yeah you know? it was just fun and as long as the gameplay is good it's that's all it needs yeah all right so onto the, the tokyo game show itself there are a couple of games worth talking about i guess <laughs> a couple okay so stranger paradise we've been told is going to be there which I think has uh, intrigued a lot of people because obviously it was only just revealed three months ago. They did the the demo. They've released the feedback from the demo, which was middling, I would say. <laughs> and um, like, are, are they going to talk in more depth about the survey? Are they going to show off like much more? Because like, I think the thing that was really weird about um, Stranger of Paradise was A, they had the trailer, which was not good. Mm-hmm. They had the demo, which was a much better representation. But then they also had Nomura doing interviews with the two directors from Team Ninja. And they talked about so much stuff that was completely missing from the trailer and from the demo, Mm -hmm. which contextualized so much stuff. Like the fact that there are other playable characters outside of those three. Mm -hmm. There are going to be like so many different facets to the game different dungeons like all these different things that like would would highlight the scope of the project and and get people excited about what's to come none of that was really present in in either the the demo or the trailer yeah so i'm wondering if the tokyo game show is where they're going to try and like introduce a lot more about Mm. what's going to happening with strange what's going to happen stranger paradise and maybe they're gonna i don't know showcase some more stuff with it they could do something similar to Babylon's Fall, where maybe in the three months they've had, they've managed to enact a lot of feedback, and they're going to put out another demo to see how people react to that. Maybe. I don't know. They seem they seem quite unconfident about the game. Yeah. The fact that they put the demo out because they basically wanted the feedback because they weren't too sure if they were taking in the right direction. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm wondering if they're going to be a bit more um, vocal with it throughout development and they're going to be doing a lot of things to address feedback like babylon's fall is going the same way at the moment i think they're doing like three betas Mm. to try and get different um like levels of feedback from people so yeah i mean who knows what's gonna come in with stranger of paradise yeah i mean it'd be 
it'd be nice for them to like have have this kind of stuff done privately right like you know i guess you get a lot of feedback from us as like a a a group like us outside of the sort of like core group of people who you play test but it's just i think it's just you can't really exp- if if a game is not like really stellar i don't know how much positive comes out of of demos like that where the intention is to get feedback you mean yeah like, I mean, I understand completely, like, this is, you know, this is what we need or whatever. And I know I'm an advocate for, like, including the West. But then it's also just, like, I just don't know if it's if it's caused more harm this way. But then it's also, like, I don't know if they're, if they're just being reactive or trying to find a solution to the fact that they haven't been able to be at Expos all this past, like, year or so. Because this is, like, a perfect Expo game where it's just, like, you know... We have a bunch of games, we have a bunch of the big games on display, and then we have this, like, sort of obscure, still big game, but, like, obscure title for everybody to check out, and that's when you get the feedback. Yeah, because at E3, they'd be kind of watching people play it and seeing how yeah. they get through certain things. Like, Gamescom. we would not have been allowed to play it, I would have thought, if E3 was normal this year. It's fair. Like, I don't know. So it's just it's just hard, but like I do think that everybody like we all should like maybe try to still keep an open mind. I'm really curious to see what they do with it because yeah. I enjoyed the demo, yeah, and I think the stuff that I read in the interviews that came out made me a lot more interested in the project as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see how they address it because yeah, like the feedback from the from the demo was generally around like the seventy percent mark. Like mm-hmm. you know, if they can get it to like a a low to mid 80s kind of game that's that's good yeah you know like and obviously that's what they're aiming for they're not aiming for like a triple a like ghost of tsushima level or um like deep dark souls like they're not they're not aiming for to, to make it a critical darling they're just they're just aiming to make something that's enjoyable yeah but then the first soldier is also going to be there and they're taking the exact same approach like betas publishing feedback uh the tokyo game show segment they've actually been asking for community questions which they're going to answer on on air uh which i'm always a bit nervous about (laughs) (laughs) are there moogles in this game no oh my god um yeah so that's gonna be an interesting one and then yeah endwalker's gonna be there um there's there's been tons of stuff happening with 14 and Yoshida himself is going to be doing a talk with Sakaguchi, talking about like the appeal of RPGs, past and present, and mm-hmm. and future as well. I think. But Yoshida has also said that sixteen is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to mention it at some point. <laughs> I know you all are expecting it, but no, he. I, I'm. I don't think he's going to be able to contain himself. He will say something. He will give some small kind of update. Nothing major. But he'll say something about progress or where we're at or yeah I, I can't see it not coming up during either the 14 stuff he's doing or the talk with Sakaguchi. So basically Sakaguchi just needs to put on his A game and bring a load of sake and just have a contest where they just they just drink a load and then and then he'll just he'll just word vomit everywhere. That would be really good. Send your suggestion long, Ali. Ali? <laughs> no! I've done it now. 
<laughs> See, that's worse. At least you are, Daddy. Oh, dear. Mm. I am now, Allie. What a Freudian slip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm... It's it's good. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be fine. But yeah, on that note, I think we should call it a day. Yes. I don't think I should ever speak ever again. <laughs> You're okay now. <laughs> I'm now I'm now just shell shocked. It's okay, Daryl. Lauren, will you ever forgive me? I I think I can do. I know. We we do kind of look the same. Listeners, will you ever forgive me? <laughs> I'm hearing a rhetorical no. No, feel. Daryl's been under a lot of pressure. We both have been. I'm tired, all right? It's good. But yeah, hopefully you guys have enjoyed the episode. We're To make up for the fact there was not an episode last week, we're going to do an episode uh, next week as well. So you get back-to-back episodes. <gasps> so you get a pre-Tokyo Game Show and a post-Tokyo Game Show show. Ooh. I know, exciting, right? So exciting. But yeah, until then, feel free to check out all our old episodes at FinalFantasyUnion.com. And if you enjoy what we do, feel free to support us at Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. For now, though, it's time to say goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. And I'm Darrell saying goodbye. This has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production.